Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. This week, it's another somebody session in which these nobodies bring on a somebody who is an expert or rising star in their field. This week, our somebody is the host of a dedicated film, TV, and pop culture podcast called The Relunchables. Full of humor, heart, and dripping in nostalgia, The Relunchables relives all of the best stuff from the 90s to today. When he's not recapping his favorite Disney Channel original movies or dissecting conspiracy theories surrounding the fairly odd parents, he's interviewing actors and storytellers who helped define any given millennial's childhood. This week's somebody is Jordan Holzer. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. Jordan, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I feel like the nobody. You're the somebodies. Like, I no. don't know. No, uh, you just no. met us, so you'll <laughs> yeah. figure out by the end why we're the nobodies. Yeah. I'm uh, just glad that I'm not uh, editing my own podcast here. Honestly, it's a bit, it's a it's a win for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good point. Because you do yeah. everything for your podcast. Like do I do everything as well. And, yeah, edit gosh. and produce. Yeah. That's amazing. I know I should have added produce. Did I get your last name right? I should have asked you that before we started. Perfect. Okay, Perfect. Great. Yes. Yes. Um, well, I wish I had a lunchable to eat during the session, or at the very <laughs> least, some some Dunkaroos. Oh. Um, oh. Do you? What was your What was your favorite snack as a kid, like in the nineties? So I'm I don't know if you remember these uh, these gummies. They were called Shark Bites. Um, and yes. I do I, remember those. I don't know who, like what brand created them, but I just remember like that was the go-to snack for me. And the white ones were always the best flavor. I always went for the white ones. Were they uh, a mystery? Were they a mystery flavor? <laughs> was it like, so or- that's a great question. Like everyone, all the other flavors were kind of delineated, but like, I don't know what white was, but it was just the best one, but I can't really, uh, that's you know, describe how the what it Scooby like. snacks were until yeah, they changed yeah. them. The white you know, Scooby snacks, I think, right? Or were they blue? I I think they were blue, right? I don't whatever know. Purple the, or something. Whatever yeah. the opaque Scooby snack was, was the best. And then they okay. they recently changed up. You know, recently, I think it's definitely gotten healthier for, for the better, though. You know, I feel yeah. like snacks today, we, you know, the Lunchables, that would just be my lunch, like the pizza lunch. That was my go-to Lunchable, yes. you know, or just the s'mores Pop-Tart in the morning that you'd heat up, like. I don't know. I hopefully kids are eating a little better than you guys. I literally have both of those things in my apartment <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh! Well, I I've talked <laughs> about that. My my, it's so funny because I feel like revert whenever I go back home to see my sister. She has three little kids, and they, the the snacks at their house are like unreal. I'm like, who? How are you buying this? Like they have pop tarts. All they eat are pop tarts, mac and cheese. Like all these things. I'm like, I would not be able to survive in my own home if this were the case. So it's it's really hard. We, yeah. we were very spoiled as children. Annie, what about you? What I was your still have snack? all that stuff here. I know. I, was um, gonna, I knew. I know. I know you love your snacks, Andy. Like you've. But where? Well, so, what was your favorite snack growing up? Oh my gosh, growing. I was like, this is so weird, and it's what's ironic is I actually have these here too. Goldfish, like yes. classic goldfish classic. crackers are so good. Yeah. Um, I used to love those. I. I'm kind of a sucker for anything with cheese. So Lunchables, like the, but the classic, like turkey and cheese. Yes. Yes. Um, I love craft shapes, macaroni and cheese. 
Um, any of that but stuff. But specifically like shapes, right? right? Specifically <laughs> shapes. Specifically shapes because you get more of that like artificial cheese sauce all up in there. Um, and really being pregnant has taken me back to some of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, and get ready because so, your child is going to, you're going to, they're going to eat all this stuff oh, too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I, I'm great. not pregnant, but I still eat all that stuff all the time. Yeah, so. yeah. Do you still do you still have Lunchables, Jordan? Like, do you still have them? So it's funny now from doing the podcast, like friends and family, they send me a ton of Lunchables. I have like boxes and boxes of Dunkaroos in my kitchen right uh. now. Like people just feel like they need to send me this stuff because I host a nostalgia podcast. So it's honestly not good for my health. But you know what? If you ever need. Dunkaroos or anything like that, Annie. I'm happy to send a bunch your way. You know, oh as, a, as a thank you to, for being well, on the I will, podcast. I'll, I'll never turn down Dunkaroos. <laughs> for real, you guys. You know what? You may, Jordan. You made me think of with the uh, uh, wait. What is the 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 shark bites? The gushers, like the the yeah. what are the ones that had like the. The, the like the liquid nitrogen yeah, essentially yeah, the gushers where the people's heads would turn into the fruit yes exactly yes. i mean those were so good like, not were they still are bryce literally okay, well, i don't go to that like, aisle of the grocery store all anymore. we're doing is listing off what's in my pantry <laughs> jordan you might not know this annie obviously knows this i cannot go into certain aisles of the store i can't buy things i can't buy certain stuff anymore because i will just consume them in one sitting and I'm it's not way. helpful no self-control no self-control at all zero do you think that's a product of us like growing up where did you grow up did you grow up in la or did you so I moved around a ton as a kid. I grew up in South Florida and then moved okay. to San Diego and then New York where I went to high school. So I moved around a bunch as a kid, but uh, it was kind wow. of always being the new kid you in school. In, was your family me. in the military? Was it or like so did you guys my dad actually worked in, in sports. So we worked for different sports teams and turnover in sports is pretty high. So we kind yeah. of bounced around a ton as a kid. But uh it was it was unique to kind of experience different cultures of the of the country. But yeah, I was just I kind of gravitated towards TV and movies because it, like I said, it was tough being the new kid in school. So I, I obviously yeah. I went out and did things, but it was, you know, nice having friends on the TV to to watch and learn from, I guess. Yeah. Did you ever live in the middle of the country or was it usually the coast? So I went to college at Indiana University, actually. So that was my really? taste in the Midwest, I guess. Yeah. And then yeah. I actually worked for a couple of years in Dallas, Texas. So I've been all over the country. Okay. You really um, have. We both really grew up have. in Nebraska. So that's why. I oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You guys are Husker fans, I guess. Yes, yes. we are. Well, I mean, <laughs> they don't make it easy these days. No, but we they are. Don't. They don't. We're a little fair weather these days. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've transitioned more to NFL fan. So, yeah. who do you yeah. root for in Nebraska, NFL wise? So, um, typically in Nebraska, they either root for the Vikings, the Chiefs, or the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, but we are Browns fans. Ooh, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, my brother-in-law plays for them. so Oh, then you have a yeah. great reason to cheer for them. Exactly. Yeah. So whoever <laughs> he plays for is who we'll cheer for. Yeah. Like, makes yeah, sense. For real. Yeah. Well, I was trying to find something that is in the 90s. Now, this is going to be like, this is too much of a story, but this is the most 90s shirt I could find because my brother got this Reba shirt for me as a joke. Um, as a joke or for you to sleep? No, no. It was, oh it is for, God. it is a joke because, um, I started following Reba on Instagram. I am a I am a freelance screenwriter, and I wrote a script that I had Reba in mind for the lead as. Really? And yes. And so I started like following her on Instagram, trying to like learn more about her just in this for this script, and try to write for her. And so my brother's girlfriend one day like <laughs> called him out of the blue and was like, "Jack, why does Bryce follow Reba on Instagram?" <laughs> 
<laughs> and she was dead serious. He's like, I have no idea. I need to get to the bottom of this. And like very concerned, like texted me. I was like, why are you following Rebus or what's what's the deal here? I mean, she's an icon. Like, let's be honest here. So she was she yes. ruled the 90s country music. So I thought, okay, I found this shirt just at the last minute and thought this is good. But um, did you guys or Jordan, did you in the 90s, who was your favorite like musical musical artist of the 90s? I just want to go back to your shirt for one quick second. Oh, thank you. Yes. My roommate in college, uh, Benji's his name. I'll give him a quick shout out. He would watch reruns of Reba all day, every day. <laughs> and we used to give him so much shit for it during college. But you know what? After a while, we just all started joining in. So it was like a yeah. pregame ritual before going to the bars. We just load up some episodes of Reba, do a quick power hour. We were good to go. <laughs> I thought it was fun. It would be fun to wear this. And it's like also she's like, if you see... She's it's like, like in a three different. Shot. It is. It's like two different poses, though. Yeah. It's like you know the thing with like the wolf behind. You know they do those those dueling. Yeah. Now no, it's like a um, JC Penny glamour yes. photo shot. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I in honor in honor of you. But a lot of your okay. So really quickly, a lot of your podcast is more so. Um, would you say that it's 90s or is like, I feel like when going through your Rolodex and stuff, it's a lot of like, there is 90s stuff for sure, but you spend a lot of time talking about Disney Channel original movies, which didn't start to like the late 90s, Correct. I guess. Um, would you say that like the 90s specifically is, do you, do you find, uh, do you like more or do you like the more after like early 2000s, early aughts as I would <laughs> make Annie annoyed at me? I hate it when he says that. That's the correct term. It sounds so pretentious. You it's know? so gross. Every time it's so I'm just gross. like, ugh. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because the podcast started basically because I love Disney Channel original movies growing up. Like, and I, and I guess I just gravitated towards the stuff that I grew up with. Um, so like after basketball practice or sports, like me and my buddies, instead of like talking about like normal stuff kids would talk about, we would like argue about what was the best decom or like which mighty ducks decom. was it number one or number two? What was Wait, the better Jordan, movie? Jordan, explain what decom <laughs> is because you use yes. this a lot. What is decom? So decom for people who don't know is a Disney channel original movie. Um, and these movies started, see the timeline's a little weird on this because there were like these Disney movies that they put out on Disney channel before Disney channel original movies officially started. So I don't know if you remember movies like the paper brigade or H-E double hockey sticks yes. or like oh, these yeah. weird Lawrence brother movies that kind of happened in the mid nineties. I remember uh, the then, paper yes. brigade specifically <laughs> was like house arrest in that line of, or maybe so that was, it, it's funny. Channel. House arrest was not a Disney movie. Yeah. It wasn't like part of that sequence, but we had the, we had a director of house arrest on the, on the podcast as well. Cause I okay. love that movie. That's just a classic. It's a great movie. movie. Um, but just going, I guess it was just stuff that I grew up with and I tried to capture I guess early nineties all the way to probably like 2005, 2006. But I don't know, I guess I'm really just capturing a moment for, I was born in 92. So it's really, okay. you know, I was going to so ask, ask that. I was going to ask, are you like an elder millennial or are you like <laughs> right in the middle? Like, I guess I'm technically fall? in the middle. I don't know. I, I guess I don't know the age range of millennials, but I, I guess I'm in the middle, right? I think millennials started like in like 83, 82, 83, something look. like that. And then okay. go to like, I think because my my I think it's till like ninety two. I think it's like that. Oh. I think it's like a ten year. I think you may be like a baby millennial. Yeah, well, maybe I am a baby millennial because millennial. I know my yeah. nineteen nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety five. 
Okay. Oh, wow. So yeah, I just fall into the millennial category then. Yeah. I knew my youngest brother was not a millennial because I, okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. But anyway, well, yeah, Bryce, that's interesting. Bryce is an elder millennial. I'm <sighs> right. right in the middle. I'm Annie 89. is a year younger than me. <laughs> well, no, you're 87, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. So a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, and he'll never forget it. <laughs> and, and you look a lot younger, by the way. Thank a lot you. younger. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Don't you so much. Up. Trust me. Thank you so much. That. It's Botox. Um, <laughs> I, uh, um, but I want to know, so you, how did you come up with the name of your podcast? Oh, yeah, that, that is an interesting question. So I'm a big fan of The Ringer. And I don't know if you listen to any of The Ringer podcasts, big fan of Bill Simmons. Um, and they host a podcast called The Rewatchables, um, where basically they just kind of do what I do, but just on a greater scale, they recap movies and just talk about their favorite movies. So I thought, how could I take that concept, but to the 90s and, and bring in some nostalgia? So I just thought, well, what could I do with the play on words on Rewatchables? And I figured, why not just call it The Relunchables? Um, and and, and go awesome. with that way. Honestly, not that very original of uh, of word choice there, but uh, it just kind of stuck. I don't know. I just couldn't get it in my head, and that's how that's how it happened. <laughs> well, no, and, that and, is awesome. Yeah, I think I think that's a perfect. That's a that's a great title. But I, and also, you you mentioned that you started this. Actually, maybe you didn't mention this on <laughs> as we were recording. But you mentioned that your podcast started like at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Like, was this? I wanted to know. Not to get all bogged down with the pandemic, but were was it a product of the pandemic? Meaning, did you like because we were all at home? Like you were like, I got to start this podcast, or was it kind of pre-produced in the sense that you are preconceived that you knew that you were going to do this, and now you have the time to do it? Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I'm curious. You know, for me, before you start a podcast, it's just bobbling around in your head for a while, and that's kind of what happened with me. I was like, you know what? I feel like there's a niche that's not being exploited here. Like I love talking about these nineties TV shows, movies, especially more geared towards kids. And I didn't see anything in the market that was really hitting that. And I figured there's so many child actors that aren't acting anymore. Like they're just normal people. They are lawyers, they're doctors, they're teachers. And I figured how cool would it be to bring some of them on and, and kind of, and some of them are still acting, but how cool would it be to talk to them? You know, kids, you know, people that I kind of grew up watching on screen, where are they now kind of thing. Um, and the pandemic was a perfect opportunity to do that because all of a sudden now I'm stuck at home. I'm not going into an office. So now when I have free time at work, you know, on the weekends, now I could just focus on the podcast full time. And what really helped us was the guests are also stuck at home. You know, no one's acting, yeah. no one's doing anything. Yeah. So what are they doing all day? What are the creators of these shows doing? They're just at home writing, you know, trying to come up with stuff, you know. So it, it was a perfect opportunity to get people on the show who are not really doing anything during the pandemic but also give me the time I wanted to be able to really do this and do it the way I wanted. So it was kind of a, a mix of both worlds, I guess. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, I think do it's- you, do I, those, I mean, even like public, sorry, Bryce, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, like even publications please. or, you know, Buzzfeed or whatever, they put out articles all the time, like where are your favorite childhood actors? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, but I had never even thought like, why wouldn't they want to go on a podcast? Why wouldn't they want to talk about their experiences oh, yeah. as a kid? So no, that's really cool. Especially because those articles, I feel like don't capture it. Just like, here's what they look like. Right. And everyone's yeah. like, Oh, they look terrible. Or look how hot they got, you know, after 20 <laughs> years, you know, it's never like, you know, what are they up to? Like, what are they actually doing? Like, yeah. was, I just thought like, why not do a long form type of thing? And you know, one of my favorite Disney channel original did Disney channel original movies growing up was Johnny tsunami and Brandon Baker who yes. played the main kid from that movie is now like a wedding officiant. Like he's just officiating weddings now and he's not acting anymore. And 
you know, just kind of want to get his life story. Like just people like that who are so interesting, who kind of gave up acting as a kid and finding out where they are today, as opposed to just some picture of him now. And it's like, oh, here's Brandon Baker. Like, this is what he looks like. Nothing else yeah. about him. Yeah. When well, well, the site made me want to be a professional surfer so bad. <laughs> But it wasn't Blue Crush, Annie? <laughs> no, it wasn't Blue Crush. I That was PG-13, I think. So I wasn't allowed to watch oh, that. Oh, great movie, Blue Crush. What's interesting also about your concept too is like, for example, Johnny Tsunami, like going the, the psychological toll that that would take on someone too to be able to then, you know, I feel like we put these child actors, especially they're at like the height of highs at every, like it's the just in our societal you know, structure that like yeah. being like being in a movie and having fans and doing all this stuff would be like the height of your life, quote unquote. But really, you know, then what's after that? Why do they they move on to something else? They have to like redefine themselves. Like it's, it's not sustainable. And I think we're finally as a society, especially in entertainment, the entertainment industry, like everything is a cycle. There's not anything anymore where people are just like famous for 20 years for like 50 years and that's like it it doesn't seem like they have to keep either reinventing themselves or they go away mm -hmm. and i think it's got to be hard for a child like that obviously that would be so hard although that was my dream is to star in a disney channel original movie as a child but you know that didn't happen so and maybe we're all blessed for it yeah maybe it's for the best you know we talk a lot to child actors about that very thing and i think hbo did a documentary showbiz kids kind of you know touching on the same types of things and it's kind of remarkable the you know these actors that we have on and, and they're still getting through that experience as a kid you know yeah. we're, we're having an episode so with, with sean weiss uh coming up who he played goldberg in the mighty ducks movies he was in... i was oh i was gonna ask you i was like please <laughs> tell me that you can get in touch with goldberg dude with a story <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and i'm so happy for him because he really you know he had some issues with wait know, wait what's his story or... what's his story so I don't know. So it was a very famous uh, mugshot that came about. Yeah. I forget when it was released that made him look like he was like 60, you know, when he was only like in his mid thirties, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of a very famous mugshot. And I think he got busted for, for drugs and, and some other things. Um, and he's been in recovery and, and he, and he recently got out and, he, and he's doing, he's doing really well. Um, so I'm excited for this, for this episode to come out, but you know, as a, and as a kid, I worshiped him. You know, he was, he was incredibly funny. He had such a charisma about him. I thought this is uh -huh. going to be the next, you know, Chris Farley, you know, this is going to be someone that's going to define comedy. You know, he was in, um, one of my favorite movies. Why am I blanking on the name now that we've covered on the podcast? Um, heavyweights, <laughs> exactly. Heavyweights. Yes. heavyweights. Another yeah. classic. I just watched that recently, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but everything's yeah, on that, Disney Plus. It's so great. Oh, that's yeah. the other thing that came about with Disney Plus. It's so easy to go back and rewatch everything. It's so convenient. Yeah. It's built like a whole new audience for kids now growing up and have never seen these classics. Yes, exactly. Well, and he was in the Big Green. He was yeah. in all the Mighty Ducks movies, the Heavyweights. He was. To your point, he had such a comedic charisma about him at like twelve. Yeah, and then yeah. he just kind of completely disappeared. Uh -huh. Yeah. And this so, happens a lot. Yeah. This happens all yeah. the time. And it's just like what that fame does to you at that age. It's tough to put into words unless you experience it firsthand. Like you like to think that you're going to keep, you know, your sense of self and who you are, but especially when your brain is not fully developed like that and you're getting thrown money and fame. And I can't imagine what the kids now who get famous with social media is like, because obviously it was just no. like, I don't even know, signing autographs back then and, and people showing up at malls to see you. Yes. Now it's a whole different level, you know? Yeah. So it's, 
you know, these, these kids on like outer banks of these Netflix shows, you know, and they have like 20 million Instagram followers. It's like, I don't even know how they're able to, uh, I you know, know. they're like going to the Met Gala, which is <laughs> yeah. it's like, what is happening? Like, it's, it's so bizarre. That is so crazy. Well, you are like an authority of, on the Mighty Ducks, Jordan, because you have done so many recaps. You've recapped all the movies. You've had several people. Who have you had on your podcast? So if you guys are a fan of the Mighty Ducks, you really should go listen to the. I mean, you have them kind of in a row, right? I mean. Yeah. So we broke down all three movies um, and the, actually the series that they just rebooted on Disney+. Plus. So we had uh, Stephen Brill, who directed and, and yes. wrote some movies. Uh, he's he pretty much is a longtime collaborator of Adam Sandler. So pretty much any Adam Sandler movies also directed or, or wrote as well. Um, we had on Aaron wow. Schwartz, who was one of the kids in, in the mighty ducks and the main guy, uh, Jerry from heavyweights, um, Julie Serda, who's one of the new moms in the new series of the mighty ducks game changers that came out. So yeah, we spent so much time on the mighty ducks. I, I love it as a kid, but it's, it's always funny to look back behind the curtain and talk to people who are involved in making it and, you know, seeing how, you know, obviously it was an amazing franchise but also you know especially with the mighty ducks case there was a lot of litigation involved apparently because yeah. you know the na they named an nhl team after the movie you know when disney bought the mighty ducks the anaheim team and they named them the team and yeah mm, the, oh, that's the, so interesting so the creatives behind the movie didn't get any uh any money from from that adventure when you know maybe they should have oh, so a lot of litigation wow. involved which i didn't mean to get into on the podcast but we uh interesting how how do you go about getting in touch with these people like how do you book them as a guest on your podcast so it's a little bit of a, a couple things i would say so sometimes it's just just dming them right like on instagram okay. like just literally straight up dming them and a lot of people have just been willing to talk to me because of that um yeah. Well, wow, that does not work for me. Does it work? <laughs> well, I'm not, you know, I'm not shooting for, you know, I don't even know some of the big stars here. I'm shooting for people who maybe, you know, have a moderate following now, but are honestly looking to either get back into acting or really just, you know, get their name out there. So a lot of times, yeah. you know, it's, they have some thing to gain as well. Um, but reaching out to publicists has been very helpful, you know, for me and, and also kind of using my connections as an entertainment lawyer, um, and reaching out to, you know, just people I know in general here in LA, but it kind of depends. It's kind of just been like, a. I I'm sure you guys have found it as well. It's just like getting the credibility, like those first couple guests are like the toughest, you know, just yeah. proving like proof yeah. of concept and like, trust me, I'm not going to, this is not some sort of gotcha type of journalism here that I'm trying to run and get like a story out of you. Like I generally just want to sit down and talk to you for an hour. And like, and then that's kind of how it happened with Aaron Schwartz. He's like, oh, my best friend, Sean Weiss, he would love to come on. So it's kind of like, happening organically because these people you know maybe they were co-stars back in the day maybe they keep in touch with each other you know hey can you reach out to so-and-so for me and it just kind of happened like that yeah it's pretty amazing that you've been able to navigate that to be completely honest i mean still it's like a lot of these people may not even <laughs> like i mean they may not have a presence on you know social yeah. media sometimes that that would be the case so it's really cool i'm still yeah. so jazzed that you got uh sean weiss <laughs> <laughs> my sister i was like i have to know if he's gonna be able to get him on there when i started this podcast my sister's like the only person you need to get is sean weiss like that is yes. the only person you need to have on the podcast and i'll and i'll love you forever like that's the only person so yeah. i'm happy like a year and a half in we finally uh got the big fish i guess <laughs> yeah no that's all is there anyone for you that you're like if i could get this person like my life would be made so a very well 
that's a tough question because there's so many. There are yeah. there are like so many people that come to mind when you when you ask that question. Like when I started this, like the Lawrence brothers were so big into all the oh. movies, and like you know, I really wanted to get all of them on the podcast. And I thought those guys, you know, obviously some of them are acting more than others now, but I thought they would be relatively easy. And it's been very tough trying to get any of them on. Uh, then I thought oh. like go for like the stars, go for like Brenda Song, who had like a huge career as a kid, is still having a, a very nice career now, but. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe in a different bracket of level that I could uh, to get on the podcast. Um, you know, Will Friedle, who was kind of like somebody I really grew up idolizing. You yeah, know, from, from Boy Meets with the World. Presence of Boy Meets World, like those types of guys. You know, would be great. Um, I'm trying to think of it. There's, there are honestly so many. Like Hillary Duff yeah. would be great. Christy Carlson Romano from Even Stevens. Shia oh LaBeouf. Gosh, like, yeah. yeah, there are they're endless, endless. Yeah. There are so there are. I mean, it is it's it, I think what is also appealing about, you know, Annie and I love the show Friends, which is another 90s staple, obviously. But um, I was probably watching that too early. <laughs> but, um, we yeah, I rediscovered that one. I didn't watch it live. Really? Yeah, I watched some of it live. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I would <laughs> say I will say that with Friends, it's a, it's interesting because now I feel like we've gotten to a point like I think when that show ended, for example, like a lot of things, I'm I'm sure the cast was like, I don't ever want to hear Like you don't, they didn't want to hear the F word. Like they never wanted to, they never wanted to talk about it just because it was just so like it consumed their lives yeah. for so long that now, especially, you know, they've had the re they've had a re very much publicized reunion and stuff. And I feel like it, when a, a lot of other people in the nineties that grew up like the mighty ducks, for example, that's probably why you're getting, why you've had so much success in that area is because now people are really want, they want to reflect, they want to talk about these things. And I, I was just curious as like, when, there be with the mighty ducks or someone else you've maybe one of your other guests has there been some sort of like more revelation from them or like how did it how does this impacted their lives now um is there anything that you can kind of think of that's that maybe is tailored to that question i guess <laughs> yeah you know i i think as you said you know nostalgia has become so popular now and i think the pandemic probably has something to do with that like i think people are at home it's why like trading cards have become so popular again like pokemon cards like baseball yeah. cards like stuff yeah. that i threw out as a kid beanie babies like stuff like that has now come back during the pandemic because I think people have a lot of time on their hands and they're like, what made me happy? Like, what could I go back to? Especially when there was really no new content being produced during that time. I think a lot of people looked at it as an opportunity to go back. And I think, as I mentioned, Disney Plus playing a huge factor into that and being able yeah. to go back and watch your favorite shows and, and binge watch them, you know? So a lot of the people, a lot of the guests that we have on, honestly, this podcast, like I think the sum of it, like the sum of it was when, I don't know if you watched Tiger King, um, but yes. you know, Saf during the, I was watching literally Tiger King and on the show, literally they were asking her who would play her in the movie. And she said, Johnny Tsunami. Like, that's literally what she said. And, <laughs> oh my gosh. and I was like, or what he said, I'm sorry. And, and literally like, I just jumped out of my seat. I'm like, what? I'm like literally dropping a Disney channel original movie on like the biggest show in Netflix history. Yes. And I was like, okay, we got to get Saf on the podcast. And I was like, okay, I reached out to Saf, got him on the podcast got Brandon Baker on as well to surprise him on the podcast. I'm like this, we got to make this reunion happen. So That's like, I, I had to do it. So I had to do it. So um, honestly, I feel like so many people are just going back in time. And, and I think it's tough. You know, I, I think you could agree that nostalgia is like a, a weird emotion. It's like something that, you know, if you say you're nostalgic, it sometimes has a negative connotation because it makes mm -hmm. it seem like you're living in the past and you won't yeah. give up and you won't look forward or live in the moment. I just think it's about being, you know, doing in healthy amounts, right? Don't spend too much yeah. time in the past. Don't spend too much time in the future. Try to stay in the present, but 
it's all it's all in good fun. Well, there's a comfort aspect to it too. I think I know. I remember there was a, a meme, not even a meme, but just a thing that went around Instagram during the pandemic, basically saying like people with anxiety oftentimes rewatch things because they know what's going to happen. So it helps just kind of calm that anxious energy. And I think to your point, I think a lot of that was happening during the pandemic and people were going back and revisiting things that they knew the ending to, but maybe hadn't seen in a while. Um, And so I, yeah, I agree. I think nostalgic does tend to have more of a negative thing, but there's, it's more based in comfort than anything else. Yeah. In my opinion. I think that, I think the definition has changed too. I think that maybe it was a little bit more negative, but now it's like we, everything there's, there's so much nostalgia fueled stuff and we see, you know, movies, especially in pop culture, things coming back into style and, you know, people coming back to franchises that they haven't been to. Um, you know, I'm a, a huge fan of the Scream movies too. Like that's something that, you know, I mean, I can't wait for the next one to come out and it's like, but they have all that original cast in, you know, it's or the people that have survived and that's what people want. No one's going to, no one wants to see like a full reboot of things. Even yeah. the stuff that is getting rebooted, like again, another slide, I love 90s slashers movies. <laughs> My parents actually was were really concerned about me, um, but uh, <laughs> <For good laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but like, for example, there's a new um, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, that series coming out on Amazon Prime, and like the trailer came out, and people were like going, they were like, "This looks terrible." Like they were just, they were really. I mean, I don't know. I, I like I watched the trailer. I didn't think it looked horrible. But there's been like a lot of behind the scenes drama. Like they've been, they had to rewrite stuff. They had to reshoot things because things weren't right. And they, there's no original cast. It's a whole different story. And so I think that, you know, if they had maybe incorporated that there is, there is just something to that right now. I don't, I don't really quite understand it. And I think you guys have made a point, you know, I think you've made a really good point of like, this is just what people want at the moment. So, but do you think people want reboots? Because there has been a lot of controversy. They're rebooting everything everything yeah. everything but, it's name recognition kind of... everyone just <laughs> but, wants like the ip i mean that's like what is something that's so huge right now in this industry of like it has to have ip it has to have ip it has to have ip and it's like nothing no one wants something not nothing original but there's a lot of things they, they it's like almost as if those like fall through the cracks like ted lasso is like the most insane like underdog story ever like how did that ever get yeah. made but even this, even a show like Ted Lasso was literally based on like a commercial like mm-hmm. that NBC was putting mm-hmm. on, you know, for for World Cup soccer or whatever it was. Yes. So, so even something like that is is still based. I think it's studios. Branded. Yeah, I think it's studios, you know, want to cover their ass and prove to, you know, their shareholders that, hey, if we have a built in audience or something, it's going to perform as opposed yeah. to coming up with an original story, which we never see anymore. Like the 40 to 100 million dollar budget, like dramas and rom-coms that we grew up with are yeah. gone. They are gone. Have it's either super low budget re- have, or over a hundred million. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, go ahead. You, sorry. But no, has have any of the reboots done as well as the original? Because I'm starting. Just, I am not in entertainment. I am so far out of that industry. So, like, when I consume content, it is genuinely just to consume content. Like, I'm going to consume what I like, and I just don't enjoy the reboots of anything like you're saying without you're saying like something that's without the original cast without like any of that not like i mean i would point to another slasher movie halloween i mean those movie that movie but that has jamie lee curtis in it which is the original star of the movie 
But so, that's not necessarily a redone it's version. It's not. It's not. It's like so I, so that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's I'm saying, saying like they redid Gossip Girl, for instance. And I know that one was oh, in yeah, like no. 90s or early 2000s. But like that, they, they're doing that so frequently. Like, for instance, let's just say they came in and they were like, you know what? We're going to remake Johnny Tsunami. Like, would yeah. you be stoked about that? Or would you be like, leave it alone and leave it on a streaming platform for people to revisit the original? So it's funny. The first Disney Channel original movie was a movie called Under Wraps, which was about a mummy. It was a Halloween movie. And they literally yeah. just redid it for Disney Channel with a very diverse cast and, you know, kind of like a, I guess, more to today's kids. And although I, I did not watch it, uh, but I had a lot of friends that did and they said it was awful. Um, so, you know, I would not want to see yeah. that. You know, the one thing, you know, I think Bryce brought up a good point of having somebody from the original IP from the original right. movie from the original story in there makes such a difference because I think Cobra Kai on Netflix has done such an amazing yes. job. But that's because they tied it in with the original cast. You know, they obviously are telling a new story with new kids, but they still have, you know, Billy Zapka. You know, they still have people involved from the original to mm -hmm. kind of tie things together. I think that's when it's done best. And same with yeah. Mighty Ducks. I, I, I mean, yeah, that. same with Mighty Ducks. Yeah. You have yeah. that, you have that anchor of like, okay, this person's familiar. Well, also it kind of gives, I mean, not <clears throat> maybe not for the out, like me for the insiders, but like, you know, it also gives sort of credibility to the project of like, okay, Emilio Estevez isn't going to get out of bed for a certain <laughs> amount of money. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, right. it's just the case, but okay. But really quickly, I do want to add, I do, you spend a lot of time breaking down the original slew of Disney channel, original movies, which for the listeners was from 1999, as you mentioned, which was, that was when under wraps came out and to about 2006. And you typically don't include High School Musical in this, which is probably arguably, arguably the biggest Disney Channel original movie that actually was people probably don't even know because they because it got so big and like went to theatrical release by the third one. But I'm curious as to why you think like what changed. You've mentioned this change on your show, like what changed, and like how did you how do you see a, a difference in that? You know, this is a constant point of uh, criticism I get on, on the podcast. I I'm not criticizing. First of all, I don't, <laughs> I've seen, I don't even think I've seen any of the high school musicals, to be honest. Oh, like, okay. I was not, I'm not like a fan of them. I just know that it was huge. Like it was it obviously was a massive, ma and they were like, oh, this blew out every number that we've ever seen. Like, yeah, yeah. It's obviously the biggest Disney Channel original movie hit out of all of them by probably like a multiple of at least 10, like huge, huge. And, and Kenny Ortega, who directed it, has gone on to have an incredible career. Massive. You know, I was just not a big fan of the high school musical movies as a kid. So like, I didn't want to do my audience like, justice by putting on a show or a movie that I didn't really have in a, you know, that much of an appreciation for growing up. But yeah. I think a lot of people say that's like the peak. And it's funny because a, a friend of mine growing up auditioned for the Zac Efron part in High School Musical. Um, so, wow. I, I, so I say on my podcast, I will not cover it until he agrees to join me and share the story on the pod. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So that's, yes. you know, that's kind of why Wait, I your friend or Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to get them both on and have them, you know, do a live yes. read, do a yes. table yes. read and compare who is better. You know, I think that's what we yes. need to do. This episode of The Nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Annie, you know that there's a season upon us and that season is pilot season. You know, when uh, the, all the new shows in the fall come out and everybody watches them and, you know, the ratings and everything come out. It's just the most exciting time. Do you purposely try to be as unrelatable as possible? <laughs> 
No, but is that is that is that I mean that's that's the season that we're talking about, right? No. Okay. And also, are you spelling? How are you spelling season? S Z N, obviously. Okay. Obviously. No, that's not the season we're upon. Football season. Oh. Yes, I've only been preparing since February. Do you have your gear yet? Um, I ordered another shirt from the NFL store, so who even knows if that will come or if it will be intact or maybe damaged, like the last one. Exactly. So that was really stupid on your part. EmilyRoggenberg.com has all of the game day gear that you need, especially if you're cheering on our brownies this year. Emily's designs combine fan wear and chic neutrals to make you feel stylish while still supporting the team. So everybody head over to emilyroggenberg.com and use the code NOBODY for 25% off. That's emilyroggenberg.com, code NOBODY for 25% off. And now back to the show. But so, so Jordan, what is your, just for, for the, for our listeners, what are your favorite, just give us like, who, what are your top three favorite Disney channel original movies from that time period pre high school musical? Sure. So Brink is my favorite, uh, just like a skateboarding, like so love that movie. Love that movie. Team Pup and Suds all the way. Um, Johnny Tsunami, obviously it's just another classic kind of like how I was as a kid, a fish out of water, moving around, having to go from Hawaii to, I think it was shot in Utah you know, and having to navigate being like a surfer to a snowboarder. Very cool. Um, the third one is always a tough one. I always go, see, I'm, I'm a young Jewish boy at heart. So I always go with this movie, Full Court Miracle, which was about a young group of Jewish kids trying to play basketball. You know, Jewish kids are not the most athletic and, and they just were getting <laughs> killed. They hire this African-American coach who used to play in the NBA and he takes them all the way to the finals. Just a really great underdog story. We don't get a lot of Jewish sports stories. So that's the one I grab onto, Full Court Miracle. Just a classic. It's on Disney+. Plus. Highly recommend checking it out. Oh that's, my God. I don't think I've ever seen that one. <laughs> no one's seen it. No one's seen it. I'm the only <laughs> one that's seen it. And I completely made all that up. It's not even a real movie. No, I'm kidding. It is yeah. a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, what is your what is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? I was or- just gonna ask what yours were. Um, I was always a really big fan of Motocross. It's a great one. It's a great one. Mm, um, yes, I yes. loved. I had such a crush on those guys in there. <laughs> um, like who? Do you remember who they were? I could look up their names really quick. <laughs> okay. Um, the other ones that I liked, um, I really liked Alley Cat Strike. Oh, one of oh. my favorites. One of my oh. favorites. Yeah. Every That's kid a that throwback. Seen, every kid that's seen that movie has tried to do the finger. The seventh. Pin. Yeah. Yes. Whatever it's called. The seventh pin. Whatever. The seventh ten split with the just the spinning yes. ball. Yeah. 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 Yes. And he's a big um, fan of bowling too. So. Yeah. I, I had an amateur bowler on my pod and breaking that down, and he said it was not feasible. So uh, yeah, he just proved no, that. I've in the hundred times I've tried, it's worked exactly zero. <laughs> so, um, and then a Brink was always a big one too. Because what was the Eric something? Was that guy Eric Von Deden? Yeah. 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 I was a big fan. of his too what was yeah. the one luck of the irish was luck good. Of the irish great one yeah and what was the was basketball the- movie with the twins oh double teamed yeah double, double team. that's based on a true double story teamed. yeah oh is it yeah. i i like that one because i was a basketball player the acting in that is horrendous but horrible horrible yeah, i think it's... barstool sports did like a whole breakdown of the final scene of that game it's hysterical, yes. <laughs> hysterical. it's really hard it's really hard to watch but at the time i loved it yeah. oh what about God. you bryce what about um you? i liked well i had i had xenon 
love oh, yeah. big crush on Xenon. Um, what about yeah. Xenon the sequel? Did you ever Xenon catch the sequel? I saw that one. Was that the one she started singing? Like that was I remember one or was she always a singer? Uh, um, you know, I think Protozoa was the singer. Uh, okay, oh, Protozoa was the singer. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, I liked Smart House. That was a, a great good one. one. Great one. Um, yeah. And then the Halloween Towns, I liked too. I think I liked the second one better than the first one. I don't know why. It was That's just fair. But I liked those. And then um, I'm trying to think. Um, what are some other Brink? Obviously, was like the was yeah. a great, great. Like watch that a billion times. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, and then I was, so, like I said, I was a little older, so I kind of phased out. I mean, I remember like under wraps, like, but once I got to high school, I feel like I, like 2003, 2000, 2002, 2003, I was kind of like, all right, enough. But I do remember when <laughs> High School Musical came out and I was like, oh, I should watch this. I was like in musicals, I was in plays and stuff. And then I was like, this is atrocious. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it was huge though. Really quick, Trevor O'Brien was Andrew. <laughs> in motocross and <laughs> riley smith was dean it was Is really it riley wasn't smith. it motocrossed yeah motocrossed yeah oh same same thing yeah motocrossed you're right no but is that like a wasn't it wasn't that part of the story like it was like not because yeah, they switched them right they switched yeah, them to like a new log you know like yeah a, the twins so oh, i'm gonna have to go watch that i haven't seen that in years <laughs> hey, you're pregnant you can do this is what you can do during your maternity that's true I mean, I, as one yeah. of the, as one of the, as, as a, on top of caring for a child, um, yeah. Annie, yeah, I'm curious, you know, for, is there, a, yeah. is there a movie that you're uh, looking forward to showing your, you know, your kid as, you know, as what's the first movie going to be? Oh, good question. That's Jordan. a great question. Probably the Lion King. That's a classic. Yeah. Can't yeah. go wrong with the Lion you King. Can't go wrong with that one. And also his dad's a Leo. Oh. So there's like a strong I'm a Leo. Tie. Yeah, let's Are let's you, do yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, there's a strong title. I have a lion tattoo because he's a Leo. So like I think it just makes sense. A lot of ties. Yeah. What about are you going to show him the cartoon or the Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the cartoon. The cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean I still like revisit that. I revisit Aladdin quite a bit. It's um, actually pronounced revisit. No, I will not speak like you. Um, but no, there's, I am really excited to, and I am like, I've never seen Frozen. Um, I First one's like, good. First one's yeah. really good. Is it? I mean, I'm sure I'll end up watching it at some point in the ne very near future. But for me, I want, I'm so excited. I'm having a little boy and I'm so excited to show him like all the old school Disney movies yeah. from when we were kids that came out yeah. like like those that I just mentioned. So yeah, maybe, really maybe skip Bambi. I don't know. Bambi was a little tragic. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll so. skip that. We may skip 101 Dalmatians. There's a little bit of creepy undertones in that. Yeah, if you want to use the skin of Dalmatians, yeah. right? That's yeah. Uh, there's yeah. some interesting, there's a whole thing about that that you can Google that too. It's like all the weird under undertones of Disney channel <laughs> or not Disney channel, yeah. Disney like cartoon animation. Yeah. Um, well, Jordan, before we get to our special segment, um, Annie and I are obsessed with Peloton. We both have mm. Pelotons. If you can see mine right there, I can't point anyway. Oh, I can see it. I can see you it. can see it. Um, and you had yoga and meditation instructor Aditi Shah on your show. And the biggest revelation that I had was that she had a fiance and I was very bummed about that because she is the reason I was started doing Peloton yoga. Mm. <laughs> of 
but I wanted to know you how are you such got a creep. Her. I know, sorry. Sorry, I just had to be disgusting for a minute. But what did how did you how did you get her and like that, you know, I I, I listened to that episode of yours and you were kind of like, this is a little bit different. But what did what this is a little bit different than what you normally do. So what kind of like how did she break the mold and why did you decide to have her on and tell us that story? Yeah, sure. So I think a lot of people during the pandemic, Peloton stock just rose tremendously, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was, trying to, I was yeah. trying to put together like a home gym, you know, obviously like trying to do something. And my mom has the bike and she sent me just like the membership. So I was, I don't, I don't have a bike or a tread, but I was doing the fitness classes. So I was doing like yeah. the weight classes, all those mm -hmm. sorts of things, core classes. So I would just got really into it, the meditation as well. And it was right around the point of the podcast where I'm like, well, maybe it makes sense to bring on people who are around my age, who maybe weren't in these movies, but just love them or <clears throat> have some connection to, you know, the nineties. So yeah. I was thinking about all different types of instructors at Peloton who I could have on kind of just emailed Peloton, like honestly, like their PR, like at Peloton PR. And I just said, Hey, this is the podcast. Like I would love oh, if God, any I'm of your instructors would be interested. And it's funny because a couple of them, Jess Sims responded as well. And I really wanted Jess Sims because I do all the fitness classes. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. Jess Sims would be awesome. Um, and then she backed out for whatever reason. And then they they, they proposed a DT because they said, well, she would love to do it. And I was like, well, I, I just want someone who's passionate about coming on. So I was like, let's do it. And honestly, it was so much fun. That she is super so nice. Cool. And just a fun fact about her, which people don't know even after the podcast was that she followed up with me, loved it. And she's like, hey, I baked my own sourdough bread. Can I send you some? So she literally shipped me sourdough bread from a DT Shaw homemade. I was like, wow, oh, that's great awesome. bread. Great oh bread. Oh my God, what an angel. That's very amazing. sweet, very sweet, very sweet. Yeah, yeah, she's really good at what she does. Like she's yeah, really, she she's really good. It's um, amazing how Peloton just really made it, all those people just stars. Like they are hugely famous now, hugely crazy. successful. Isn't one of them on like Dancing with the Stars? Annie's watching Dancing with the Stars because why am I doing this? Yeah, he, be just, with the stars. he just released a video today because his partner, I love Cody, and um, that's who we're talking about. He's on yeah. Dancing with the Stars this season. And um, Cheryl Burke is his partner, and she tested positive for COVID this week. Oh, and he, ha he had COVID earlier this year, and he's fully vaccinated, and he just tested positive today. So they, like, don't know what's going to oh, happen. Oh, no. I know. They had so much probably, I bet they had so much press because of that too. Like oh, yeah. not like COVID, but oh. because of, because I think I bet they had a lot of, not press, sorry, like viewership because of him, because oh. of Peloton. These people are like famous. I mean, one of the instructors, Ali Love got married and it was like a week long extravaganza and like all the press covered it. <laughs> like it's yeah. insane. It's insane. It They're is. like celebrities. Yeah. I would I would freak out more about seeing one of them <laughs> than I would like an A-list celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their Facebook group, it's like a cult, the Peloton community. Like totally. it's insane. It like is. people post pictures of running into them at airports and stuff. People are insane. Like they go yeah. way into it, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it is really insane. wild. That's so cool. That's such a cool story though, that you were just saying that that was, and it was, it was a kind of a departure of what you were thinking. Yeah. It's cool to see people like we've obviously done that. We're coming up on a hundred episodes and we're trying to, you know, we have trouble. I, can't, I don't even notice it. Troubleshooted, troubleshot. I feel like troubleshooted is the wrong word, but troubleshooted through a lot of different things. And I think it's cool to see the evolution and like continuing to do it. Not to say that there was anything like a huge departure of that, but it's nice to see that you're incorporate, you know, the great thing about podcasting is that you don't have to have everything in like a tiny little box, which took me, how long have we been doing this? 
three years yeah. to <laughs> three years to figure out. So, well, it's I think cool. it's really cool. The, the concept of yours is awesome too because anybody that grew up or has like some sort of emotional tie to anything 90s, early 2000s can ha- come on and have those conversations with you and really talk about their own experience, regardless yeah. of what their background is. And that is really cool. Yeah, hey, exactly. Who doesn't want to talk about the snacks they grew up eating, the music they listened to as a kid, the shows they grew up on? Like, I used to think it was a detriment to the podcast. I'm like, you know, you guys have a great set that nobody's you could bring on anybody, literally anybody onto your podcast. For me, I felt like, well, what am I going to do? I'm just going to bring on kid stars and directors and writers. And then I'm like, you know what? We got to figure out how to expand this and just bring on people who really just grew up in the nineties, have some appreciation for it, who just love talking about their childhood. So it, well, it was like, a it, you know, circumstance. It's going to, it'll grow. I mean, you know, hopefully I, but I have a feeling that it's going to grow and you will be able to get those big pe- the people that you mentioned that you would die to die to interview and die to have on the show to reflect and stuff because no one is going to like, the, you've talked about the mighty ducks multiple times, but no one, what you're like not going to tune in if Emilio Estevez <laughs> comes on your show. Like there's no, way right. so it's, it's yeah. almost like endless the way that you've structured it so i think that's really awesome and i commend you for that oh, thank um, you. yeah well so all right so jordan i'm not sure if you know this but annie and i really love our moms that's how we know each other yeah um, our moms went to college together and they're still very good friends so we thought they're a big part of our show so we thought it would be fun to ask one of them to submit a question or two to ask <laughs> our somebody's in a special segment we so uncreatively call the mom questions. I love this. Today's mom questions <laughs> come from my mom, Jane, who asks, what is a topic or subject from the 90s that you love but have yet to tackle? Ooh, that's a great question. Which mom is this? I'm sorry. Mine, Jane. Her name's Jane. Jane. Wow. Incredible question, Jane. Um, and it's something we touched on earlier, but I would love to actually get like some of the marketing people from like the brands of food that we grew up on, like Nabisco or like anybody Mm. and kind of talk about the advertising campaigns that went into some of the commercials and some of the print advertising they did for some of the, like the childhood snacks that we grew up on. So I would love to like tackle the food and and actually get people, maybe not so much on the chemist side, design the food, but design the (laughs) PR campaigns and the advertising campaigns that we were just drawn to as a kid. So, oh my God, do you guys That's remember? So interesting. Do you remember Chips Ahoy sprinkles? Those were so good. I don't know. They oh, were yeah. in like a white box, and they looked different than the other Chips Ahoy. I was obsessed with those for some. Yeah, reason. well, and you forget about that. Like you mentioned earlier, the Gushers commercial where the people's heads exploded. Like. I can see it so vividly, yes. but I had forgotten oh, yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. Or like the Capri so, Sun where they used to like just like dissolve into like this liquid. It was like this weird yeah. commercial, this like silver look. I don't know. There's so many weird commercials as a kid or like the Airheads, all these weird things. But yeah. totally. I would love to bring like the directors, some of the writers of those commercials on and just talk to them about like, how did you come up with this shit? That is so, oh, that's, that is awesome. that's really a good, that's a really good idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Her, her, her second follow-up question is, is there anything that's off limits that you're like, I'm not probably going to do that. Not in like a bad way, but just, is there something that just isn't that interesting to you that maybe it is popular to people that. I mean, I'm not that, you know, it's funny. Cause I'm not like a big fan of like, I don't know, people magazine or like any of those like relationship magazines or anything like that. So I never like get into like love life or anything like that. Or what was like, did you, you know, I don't know, in the case of Johnny Tsunami, Kirsten Storms was also on set, who was Xenon, you know, in, in those movies. I, I never get to the point of like, did you hook up with her? Did you, was there any relationship there? Was there any chemistry between, like, I don't touch on that type of stuff yeah. on the podcast. You know, it's just, just not who I am. I guess it just wouldn't be natural to me, but, you know, it's probably interesting to some people um, just find that like more relationship, you know, gossip out. 
Totally. That's so interesting. I didn't mean, I didn't, you know, I don't know why I didn't think I, of that. I wouldn't but. have thought about that either. Yeah. Only because when we were watching it and we were such fans of it, that was nowhere on our radar. Yeah. That it's always right. awkward. Like it's that funny because we had on uh, Elizabeth Arnois, this, this actress who was in My Date with the President's Daughter. And she was such a seminal figure for a young boy growing up. And it was weird when I look back on it, I'm like, you know, maybe it's not okay to say that now when she was like 16 in the movie. And, and now I'm like, you know. Yeah, it, that is weird too. Because you you were young. Ten. All right, Jordan. Uh, we like to end our somebody sessions uh, by asking our somebody's the same three questions. So, Annie, take it away. Yes. The first is, what is your favorite hard seltzer or alcoholic beverage? Ooh. See, I'm a, I'm a tequila guy, um, yes. honestly, so which is kind of yes. weird. You know, it's it's definitely a weird answer. But yeah, if I choose to drink, I'm drinking to get drunk and it's usually yeah. tequila. <laughs> no, that's yeah. a great answer. We love tequila. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite kind? Honestly, or is there I, a favorite I, drink you have made with tequila? You know, I'll take shots of anything, to be honest with you. It doesn't have to be Patron. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It, You know, I'll take shots you're, of anything. You're our kind of guy. Yes. <laughs> um, the second question is, um, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? I almost had pregnancy brain there ooh, for a second. <laughs> best advice I've ever been given. Oh, man. I wish you I wish you sent me these ahead of time. <laughs> I know. Everybody always panics about this one. All right. We edit them together, so it just it doesn't sound like you stumbled <laughs> so, at all. <laughs> so I can take an hour break here, and then you'll just yeah. make it seem go like look it's at, go look two at seconds. Your, yeah, <laughs> go look in a book somewhere. Yeah, what do I have behind me here? Advice? <laughs> I have the Art of War by Sun Tzu. What do we have here? Uh, no, um, I think just being authentic in anything you do. I think it obviously it helps in podcasting. I, I think when I started podcasting, I'm like, I have to put on this voice. I have to put on this persona. And immediately within like 10 minutes of talking, you completely break that and you're back to who you are. So like, just be authentic. Like if you want to listen to you, they're going to listen to you because of you. And I guess that just applies to anything. Like just be authentic. Yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, the third question is, what do you believe that you are an expert of? And it does not need to be 90s, 2000s nostalgia. Just what do you believe you're an expert of? So I actually just answered this question recently. So I actually have one at the top of my mind here, which is good, which is making my apartment look clean in a hurry when it's actually not clean. And what I mean by that is like, just so it's like definitely dirty. It's definitely like not well kept, but like just putting some moving some furniture around, like picking a few things up, kind of blocking certain things makes it look like, wow, somebody definitely cleaned. Yeah. That is, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> that is so if that good. Makes sense, if that makes sense. Yes, that is, no, that totally. is an expert skill. That is an it expert is. skill. Well, yeah. that is our show. Thank you once again, Jordan, for being here. You can and should follow him at Jordan Holzer and the Relunchables podcast at the Relunchables on Instagram. And please go like, subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, listen to episodes of Jordan's show, the Relunchables podcast, streaming wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much. Thank you, Jordan. This was, so, was fun. so fun. Yeah. Oh my God, so much fun. Okay, so if you guys are not already doing so, please follow us on Instagram at Nobody's Pod, at Andy underscore Wilk, and at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.